my goodness. And we are back for day number four. Holy shit. Can't believe it. And, uh, <clears throat> wow. So did things escalate quickly <laughs> since uh, yesterday? Uh, got a story right here from NBC News. Russia warns U.S. against military intervention in Venezuela. Uh, Venezuela is friendly to us and is our strategic partner, Vladimir Putin's deputy foreign minister said. We have supported them and will support them. So, uh, Russia warned the U.S. on Thursday not to intervene militarily in Venezuela, saying such a move would trigger a catastrophe. Venezuelan opposition leader Juan uh, Guaido declared himself interim president on Wednesday, winning the backing of Washington and prompting socialist incumbent Nicolas Maduro to sever diplomatic relations with the United States. Violence flared during the big protest across Venezuela, and at least seven deaths were reported. Um, so... Now, uh, Nicolas Maduro has ordered all of the U.S. diplomats out of Venezuela, and um, the U.S. basically responded uh, no because the president of Venezuela has not asked us to do that, referring to uh, Guaido. Um, so now the Russians are getting involved, and they're saying, you know, this is our strategic partner. Uh, don't do nothing. <laughs> Um, I, I, I really don't like where this is escalating to, uh, this definitely has, um, everything, um, er everything that you don't want to see happen, um, with a country, but, you know, uh, socialism fails every time it's been tried and when it fails, it's spectacular on how badly it fails and then it's always going to uh, devolve into this um now i would the way i would handle this if i were president of the united states um i would just say okay well you have to understand that uh, the united states takes no position on who is president and who is not president of venezuela um, we are effectively staying out of it. Yes, we will pull our, uh, ambassadors and, uh, delegation out of there and, uh, to the, uh, U.S. Embassy where they will stay. Uh, do not try anything with the U.S. Embassy, yada, yada, yada. Um, after everything is sorted out on who is president and who is not, then we will resume, you know, diplomatic talks. So... Uh, we're just everyone's going about this the entirely wrong way. You want to stay out of the private affairs of a country. Has anyone ever heard of Syria? Gary Johnson, do you know where Aleppo is now? I guess the new question for uh, for Gary Johnson is, do you know where Caracas is? You know. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Uh, Yeah, um, the uh, Deputy Foreign Minister uh, Ryabkov uh, from Russia 
basically just said Washington should steer clear of any kind of military intervention. I, I agree with that. They should. Um, and uh, as he states in here, we consider that would be a contest, uh, catastrophic scenario that would shake the foundations of the development model, which we see in Latin America. Um, and that's a pretty fair statement, but um, I, I get so cynical. And, and because, you know, now we have Venezuela, which is a very oil-rich country. Um, and any time that we see U.S. involvement in something that's oil-rich, it, it's either they want those reserves for themselves uh, to give to their cronies um, or to make sure that those uh, barrels of oil are priced in U.S. dollars. Now... In the 19, I think it was in the 1970s, Henry Kissinger went overseas and he went to all of these Middle Eastern countries that produce oil um, and basically said, you're going to denominate your barrels of oil in U.S. dollars. Uh, so you will buy oil on the market um, in U.S. dollars, uh, which will in turn pay off some of the national debt. Okay. Well, uh, there's always a problem here when we're now backing the dollar with uh, petroleum, and uh, it's just never enough. Uh, there's always a new place that's got more of it, and um, you know there's all kinds of uh, lies, cheating, and stealing going on in order to get after it. And we saw that again in you know Iraq in 2003. There's a just made up bullshit reason to go in there. Um, you know, in Libya, same thing. Um, and now we're seeing something happen in, in uh, Venezuela, which could be the same thing. I don't, I don't really don't like where it's going. And I, I, and I hope <laughs> that's, that's a, that's a four letter word, by the way, hope, uh, that this doesn't escalate into something where, you know, the, now the U S is going to be involved in uh, the inner politics and inner uh, civil war in Venezuela and getting Russia involved and it spinning out of control pretty quickly. Um, it's definitely a story that I'm going to be keeping tabs on uh, and kind of see where it goes. Uh, and then uh, I'll deliver that to you. All right. Back here in the United States, Pocahontas. Elizabeth Warren. She's she's trying to out AOC. AOC. Um, so, and this is from CNBC. Uh, Elizabeth Warren proposes wealth tax on Americans with more than fifty million dollars in assets. In assets. Senator Elizabeth Warren. Democrat Massachusetts uh, has proposed a wealth tax on some of the richest Americans. The new tax from Warren, who recently announced her bid to challenge President Donald J. Trump in 2020, uh, would only apply to Americans with more than $50 million in assets. Um, <laughs> so, and this announcement came out on Twitter because, you know, she's trying to be... Uh, trying to appeal to the children 
out there. Uh, and the only thing I can think of whenever I see politicians doing this uh, garbage where they're going to get out on social media and try to be hip and cool is the uh, Steve Buscemi uh, skit from Saturday Night Live where he's got, you know, the backwards hat and um, uh, <laughs> he's holding a skateboard. Hello, fellow children. You know, hello, fellow kids. So uh, let's let's look at her uh, <clears throat> tweets. The rich and powerful run Washington. Here's one benefit they wrote for themselves. After making a killing f- from the economy, they've rigged. They don't pay taxes on that accumulated wealth. It's a system that's rigged for the top if I ever saw one. We need structural change. That's why I'm proposing something brand new, an annual tax on the wealth of the richest Americans. I'm calling the ultra millionaire tax, and it applies to the tippy top. Oh, she, she used AOC's term, tippy top. 0.1% those with a net worth of over $50 million. Um, <sighs> wow. It's an annual tax on the wealth that you've already accumulated, which is um, right now not taxed. So, so that means, you know, if you're putting your money to work for you, right? You've enslaved your dollars, and you're and you're making the the dollars work for you and producing more dollars. Um, yeah. So you're, now your assets are going to be taxed after it, your income was already taxed. To begin with. So now it's a tax on a tax. Right? Is that, is that what I'm getting here? Oh, it continues. Uh, we helped her with her numbers. Economist Emmanuel Saez told CNBC. He said his understanding was that the Warren team had already spoken with the Post at the time. He told them the details of the report. The wealth tax is projected to apply to less than 0.1% of the U.S. households and would raise... trillion over 10 years. Warren's idea comes alongside other Democratic lawmakers' plans to raise taxes on the wealthiest Americans to pay for ambitious policy goals, such as the Green New Deal, that aims to reduce economic inequality and combat the causes of climate change. Economic inequality causes climate change. Okay, so we're going to tax people to help the poor. While I agree helping the poor is a great idea, uh, the causes of climate change, so we really don't have any uh, idea of what exactly causes it. Oh, no, wait, we do. There's this uh, giant ball of hot plasma. No, it's a it's a giant ball of hot plasma sitting in the middle of our solar system. We call it the sun. Okay, now the sun produces a lot of heat, and the Earth is a planet that revolves around the sun in the what's called the Goldilocks zone, where it's not too hot and it's not too cold, making the conditions prime for supporting life forms such as myself such as you such as my dogs that are all laying around me right now uh and all the trees and uh, grass and crickets and and spiders uh that nobody likes uh but 
it's the sun that is the primary driver of climate on planet Earth. Why? Because it's a giant fucking ball of hot-ass plasma in the center of our solar system. Okay, um, there's a lot of stuff that you can go into on this. Can humans pollute an environment? Oh, yeah, 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 they sure can. I, I live in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I literally less than uh, a mile away from the Mississippi River. If I wanted to, I can walk down there, climb over the levee, look down into the river, and see how fucking gross it is. Okay. Louisiana is kind of the asshole of the Mississippi. <laughs> you know, it's, that's where everything comes out. So all of the stuff that is produced north of uh, Louisiana and all those other states that are on the Mississippi River, Louisiana is at the bottom of the funnel. You understand. And because we've got a levee system that goes on both sides of the Mississippi River, now the river shoots out like a fire hose and it actually erodes more land away. So this is man changing the environment. Okay. Um, is it a good idea? Well, we've kept the river going through new Orleans instead of letting the river decide where it's going to go next. Only time will tell, <laughs> you know, but yeah, mankind can pollute the environment that it's around. Um, can it change the climate for the entire planet? No. Okay. Yeah, it can make the ground and it can make water very dirty. Right? It can make it poisonous. It can make it toxic. But at the same time, you can't change the climate for the entire planet. And all of these, you know, Green New Deal measures and everything, they all want to reduce um, a percentage point of a, of a degree of Celsius. So the prevailing theory amongst the, you know, the uh, so-called climate change deniers uh, is that it's going to cost way more money to try and prepare for it than if you had just spent money after it to clean it up. Okay. Uh, and there's a long thing on that. And uh, in the show notes, uh, Robert P. Murphy, remember that smart guy I was telling you about? Robert P. Murphy, who's, you know, he's an actual economist too. Uh, he wrote a two-part thing on Mises.org uh, refuting the Green New Deal. And he's going to put it to you a little bit better than I can because, number one, I'm not an economist. I study economics in my spare time. So it's uh, I would I would venture to to tell people that the uh, global climate change, global warming, global cooling, climate disruption, whatever new buzz phrase we're using this week, it's not going to be as bad as they tell you. It's especially not going to be as bad as AOC is telling you when she said that this is our generation's World War II right after I said stop making fun of her. Oh, it's making my job difficult. Okay, last story for the evening. 
Axios.com. I have never heard of this website, but I found this article to be uh, rather interesting. All right. Sorry about that noise. My uh, dog, uh, Teddy, got spooked for something. So, I don't know. He just jumped up real quick. Um, let's see. Headline. More than a thousand media jobs lost in one day. In one day, a thousand jobs. God damn it, Trump. Can't believe you. Uh, media industry's current round of cuts and consolidation is accelerating. Sizable layoffs at BuzzFeed, Gannett, and Verizon Media, home of AOL, Yahoo, HuffPost, and others, were announced Wednesday, totaling over a thousand jobs cut. Um, AOL. Really? It's still a thing. <laughs> Who knew? Uh, So why it matters, uh, if the headline's signaling anything, it's that the news media will continue to struggle to find a a sustainable business model in an advertising and attention ecosystem dominated by tech companies uh, like Google, Facebook, and and Netflix. Uh, Basically what those are called is the FANG. Uh, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. Um, And I guess you can throw Apple in there as the other A, but... um, uh, let's see, by the numbers, uh, Verizon Media will cut roughly 800 jobs, or 7% of its global workforce across the organization, as well as certain brands and products. Verizon CEO Hans Vestberg told Axios earlier this month that each of the company's three units, including the media businesses, or media business, needed to be able to stand on their own. Company spokesperson later clarified that Verizon Media Group will still have access to Verizon customer data when customers opt in to provide such information. BuzzFeed will cut roughly 250 jobs. We covered that story yesterday, or roughly 15% of its workforce, including jobs within its news division. And Gannett cut over 20 jobs Wednesday, um, with more expected as the company tries to shed cost amid buyout talks. Um... And I, I really, I don't really think that this article kind of touches on why these media companies are are having problems. And one great example of why they're all having problems is you can just look to see what the media did with the uh, Covington Catholic High School boys. And the misreporting that went on there. Everyone was shown a picture, basically, of one teenager smirking at a Native American man beating a drum in his face. That was the initial report. Oh, they were down there chanting, build the wall, and they got in the face of this Indian guy and surrounded him. Because if you look at the picture with no context... It definitely looked like that. And a lot of people jumped in immediately. Oh, man, there's these damn teenagers. These dang kids and their hippity-hoppity music and baggy jeans. Except that's not what happened. As the uh, as uh, Donald Trump likes to always say, fake news, very fake news. And uh, so we're not factoring this in. We're just saying, oh, well, you know, it's kind of tough out there to be a to be a newsman these days or newswoman or news it. 
We can't sell advertising. We're, we're having a problem keeping up with the Facebooks. Mm, yeah, that's part of it. The other part of it is your, your reporting sucks. Nobody wants to read your garbage. Nobody wants to look at your video garbage. You're producing crap. And people are catching on. Because they've got these supercomputers in the palms of their hands every everywhere they go. And they can look and check your sources and find out that you're not telling them everything. Or that you're just blatantly lying to them. Cause and effect. You're not going to report the news straight up and down. Or you're going to put too much of a spin on it. And people are just not going to listen anymore. They'll go find news somewhere else. They'll come to guys like me and on podcasts to get their news. That's kind of a scary thought, really. I don't know what I'm doing half the time. <laughs> you know, I just pull up the stories and I kind of look at them real quick. Try to find the liberty bent to them. And see what I can contribute to that. But yeah, you know, you're going to suck. You're going to go away. That's how the free market works, baby. All right. Um, that will kind of do it for this evening. So we're going to get into the plugs. Oh, my God. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash rubble with a cause. Please go there. Give me your money. <laughs> uh, only if you want to. Everything's voluntary here. Uh, if you find any kind of value in what I'm doing, yeah. Go on to Patreon, give me a couple bucks a month. I, I have a Patreon uh, supporter now. You know, it, it's given me a good reason to go in there and put, uh, uh, you know, so-called paid material in there, you know. Uh, whereas before, I was just kind of leaving it blank, you know. Uh, other ways, if uh, the ferns are burning a hole in your pocket, teespring.com forward slash rebel with the cause podcast. Buy a t-shirt, buy a coffee mug. Uh, I'm kind of working on an couple of designs and throwing them up there and see what y'all think of them uh the other way paypal.me forward slash rubble with a cause show you want to send me the the old paypal uh bitbacker.io forward slash user forward slash rubble with a cause podcast i think because i don't have my links right here in front of me i believe that's correct uh if crypto is burning a hole in your pocket and you want to use it actually as a currency as a thing to do Bitbacker.io. You can get up there and you can uh, you can give me a uh, digital tip if you want to. Uh, also, down in the show notes, I have all of my uh, links to the various wallets that I have. Uh, if you just want to dump a, you know, some digital ch- uh, tips that way, that'll be uh, most appreciated. Uh, social media, uh, still on Facebook because uh, now I have three dollars a month coming in. I can plan on uh, advertising the show a little bit and. As much as I want to give Mark Zuckerberg a, a whole pile of shit for him to eat, eh, can't help it. His ad marketing is is top notch. I can get it right to the audience I want to advertise to. Instagram, uh, you know, I'm on there as well. Everything's linked with my Facebook uh, page for the show as well. Because as soon as I post something on Instagram, it goes immediately to Facebook. Uh, through the magic of the internet, uh, twitter.com, uh, at Eric, the red 79, uh, steam it, uh, minds.com. We love minds.com around here. Uh, it's all great stuff. Uh, please check out what I'm doing there. Um, 
Now tomorrow, gonna have another episode because I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm completely insane over here. I've got an episode tomorrow. I have. Uh, I'm going to be the, a guest on another podcast Saturday, and a guest on yet another podcast on Sunday. I don't know what I'm doing. That's seven days this week. <laughs> uh, seven days in a row of new material. It's a slog, I tell you. All right. Well, with that, uh, I'm going to go and do uh, movie 24 of 365, uh, Marvel's Captain America Civil War, and that's on the docket for tonight. So with that in mind, I'll see you guys tomorrow with yet another episode of Rebel with a Cause. Thanks. Good night. <laughs>